Hey, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. That's true, Steve. That's who we are. That's what we are. That's what we do. And this episode this week has been brought to you by Chase Bliss, Sinusoid, D'Addario, D'Addario Strings, Gun Street Wiring Shop. We've done an ad week here. We've had an episode every single day, and those have been our sponsors bringing you this content. Go support them. Follow the links. Go buy stuff. Even just like window shop. I don't care. Do what you do on the internet. You be you. Let's get into this ad, and let's call it a Friday, Steve. Yep. This ad is a black 35 Jazzmaster shell pink with Mastery Bridge and Flight Clays, $1,100. This is a very unique, one-of-a-kind relic guitar from U.S.-based Black 35. I had a mastery bridge installed in the electronics cavity, professionally shielded. Specs, whatever, alter, alder, bolt-on maple, rosewood, shell pink, medium jumbo, C-shape, bone, 25.5, vintage 6, BLK 35 JM single coils, three-way toggle. Now we're going to say things. Mastery bridge. And we're certainly going to say things in this video that are going to make it for sure that Black 35 will never sponsor or support the show right <laughs> like we're pretty we're officially burning bridges this episode are we now i mean i don't see any reason why not i mean if people aren't familiar with black 35 they're a brand that's displayed at nam for a couple of years now yes and every year people come back from nam with just things tales to tell about the guitars that they picked up and were looking at and handling and whatnot mm -hmm. and basically the gist is these guys are taking squires and epiphones and whatever else they can get their hands on. And they're refinishing them in bizarrely unnatural relict ways. And then, Which, I mean, and then flipping them for over thousand dollars. Yeah. Which I mean, is, is something people could do on the local level, run that grift. But when you start displaying it, Nam, you start displaying your wares. Yeah. What is even going on? Because everyone there knows exactly what you're doing. And these, you know, they could, maybe they've progressed beyond this sort of thing by now. I think they do certain models that are like unique to them, but they definitely got their start, it seems, to the extent that like one of their very early. And this person wants. 1100 basically 1200 was shipping used yeah who knows what they paid new that might have new well, in air quotes for this yeah. thing it is definitely a squire right i mean i can't seem to figure out how it would be anything else like everything about this build screams a squire that's been hit with a rattle can of spray paint and then attacked with sandpaper and the, they brand 35 onto the headstock. Like it's burned into the headstock. Yeah. I mean, they did throw a mastery on it. So the only thing I can't figure out is um, that it says the body is alder. And I can't seem to find a um, a Squire Jazzmaster that's alder. But maybe it's an MIM. Right. So, But it, even wouldn't an MIM have the rubber? Oh, I guess it does have the rubber ring in the does it have a rubber ring yeah but it's got paint dripping down into it 
Okay, so this might not be a squire then. This might be a an MIM. MIM. But even then, an MIM plus a relic paint job plus a mastery bridge, and it says different pickups in it. Uh, yeah, they're like whatever the black 35 pickups are. I don't feel like that warrants a thousand something dollars, twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, and I'm there's not, just something icky feeling I'm not about gonna, it, right? I'm not gonna dig into this. It's definitely, um, it's the kind of thing where this this is something that this company got caught with years ago. That's still circulating. Their claim was that it was like a one-off that they did for somebody. Um, but it was, and that you p- the picture the wasn't photos, supposed to be circulated or you whatever. You can look at the photo of, photos of all their stuff, and it's like you don't, you don't like commission, you know, a build of necks because they're not making their own necks. No, you don't commission a build of necks from an OEM and have it turn out to have the exact same rubber ring around the yeah. the yeah. truss rod. Yeah, that, black, a Mexican... that black plastic is like a very specific. You you do find blank necks, but I've I can't think of a company I've seen that has the black plastic ring. That's... And even if they did get parts and assemble them, there's just something really icky feeling about it, right? Well, I think just because... I think the biggest thing is, again, like there's that company history there. I feel like it sounds like I'm trying to defend them, and I'm not. Yeah. Um, but like I said, that very initial unit that was circulated where it was obviously a squire. It wasn't just like, so like, okay, so this one that we're looking at. It's at least in Mexican. It's at least a repainted headstock. The one that they like got, that got everyone like weirded out was just a sand, like an obviously sanded headstock. Look at this. I don't think they even took the neck off when they sprayed the body. There's pink paint. On the neck, I know at the heel. That's very. I don't know why. It's a level, and there's like a paint scuff up further on the neck. It's like they're intentionally doing the worst paint job they possibly can right. do. And it's not even a relic. It's like, a shirt. It's they're they probably defend themselves and say it's their style. It's like this is the sort of thing you could do for yourself at home. Like, you could you could paint your own guitar in a really sloppy way with a rattle can. Yeah. But and then attack, a, but could you slap a mastery on it? And then attack, yes, you could. And then you attack the edges with sandpaper, and yeah. then throw a set of keys at it to get a few dings in it. Like that's what's going on here. I'm just kind of baffled by this sort of. I, the thing that really baffles me is the wear, the relic on wear the pickups? on the pickups. No one is laying into their strings so hard that there is wear underneath the strings in big mm. black swoops that look like they're two inches long underneath sure. the pickups. The same thing for the headstock. How do you relic <laughs> the paint on a headstock? I feel like, underneath, I feel like that was like trying underneath to... Underneath the strings. They might as well spray painted over the strings and the tuners. I feel like that was like trying to mimic a cigarette burn and not really understanding how cigarettes work. How is it even close to a cigarette burn? I'm, exactly. I mean, this they've got to be doing this intentionally and think that it looks cool. Who's the guy on, on Instagram who does like the really unique like refinishes on offsets? 
You know who I'm talking about? Isn't he in our What's group? What's Instagram? I can't remember his name on Instagram, but this guy like does really wild refins of offset bodies. And that guy is doing something interesting. Yeah. Because he's doing like this decoupage, like bringing in unique uh, like found art mm-hmm. and really unique layered like splashes of paint that have been removed and then reapplied and textures and things like that. This is just like, you know, that, that grandma that, that refinishes uh shabby chic dressers and sells them at the swap meet. Like that's the level of refinishing that's going on here. Wasn't your wife going to do that? No, not that I'm aware of anyways. Didn't you guys have a dresser for like a long time that was like, yeah, we painted a dresser for my kids' room. She's gonna like shabby chic. Is it not shabby? We didn't chic shabby painted? chic it. We painted it. We didn't like relic it. No, I know there was. I remember there was like one. It might even be that same one where she was talking about doing like sha- a shabby chic thing with it. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she ended up not doing it. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah. But that's what the that's what this is. Thirty five guitars makes shabby chic guitars. Is there any other way to describe it? No. What's with this avocado sticker? The avocado sticker is the best part of it. Because it's actually kind of interesting and cool. Why is the hand bleeding? Because it cut off of something. It's like an avocado cartoon, but the pit has a bunch of eyeballs and a mouth and a tongue sticking out. I wonder if that was part of 35 Guitars refinish of this Mexican Jazz Master. Or if the the previous owner did that. I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you, do you think $1,200 is fair? No. Not in any world? No. I mean, consider if you took a regular Mexican jazz master. Right. And you threw a mastery onto it. Mm-hmm. So it's And you like, upgraded the pickups. So maybe 450 Maybe 450 Maybe. Cause, I mean, I don't know what... Like, I don't know. I feel like a, a Mexican Jazz Master with a mastery is at least like 600 Is it? I, I mean, I, I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't our mastery is like 300 bucks? I thought they were like 200 Okay. Okay. Let's call it Let's call it $500. So I'm thinking like 350 then like $100 for the bridge swap, and then $100 for pickups. Well, oh, I pick guess that's 550 Pickups a lot of times are a lateral upgrade. Sure. It's a side sure. grade. I'm giving them... Uh, a little more leeway the mastery from a resale is, angle. Yeah, the mastery is definitely definitely an upgrade because you can replace the standard bridge for yeah. thirty bucks. Yeah, you can't do that with the pickups. Correct. Right, you're right. I don't. And know. you can sit, you can remove that so mastery you, before you, you sell think, it. You think if this guitar was like six hundred dollars, you'd be like, ah, I guess. Yeah, I think if this guitar from this brand was six hundred dollars, right. I'd be like, like when it's I'd be like, oh yeah, it's a unique. But when it's, it's over a thousand dollars, it there's there's a certain implication that you everything get, is being built on the level. You can get really good guitars, or is at least being like at least being built by like the highest end. So MJT. If you're gonna spend twelve hundred dollars on an offset, mm-hmm. you can get an American Fender used. True. Why don't you go get an American Fender? Because you're not gonna have used. this sick oh pink overspray on your neck. Sick, yeah, bro. you're not gonna have gummy Krylon all, all over your neck. Mm, gummy Krylon, that's my favorite kind of gummy. <laughs> you're not gonna have 35 branded into the headstock where you could have 36 of classic Fender headstock logo. 
What what is thirty five? I want to know what the significance of thirty five is. Probably the age of the dude. I'm trying to think of like professional athletes who are number thirty five. I have no idea, dude. <laughs> I think was that Frank Thomas? Big hurt? Was he? Was he? Th- you wouldn't know. I have no idea, dude. All right, big hurt. We did it. Ad yeah. week. You want to tell us uh, some housekeeping before we yeah, get out of here and then play a song? Uh, if you enjoyed the longest episode of the week. If you the enjoyed week? Ad Week, uh, head on over to Joel. Tell us about it on the group. Leave a comment. If you want to support the show, head up to patreon.com slash 60cyclehumcast. Um, for as little as $1 a week, you can support the show. And this week, we have at the $1 level, Mike Sarame and Caleb Richards. Thank you, Caleb. At the $5 level, we have Grant Gilmore. Thank you, Grant. Uh, and at the $10 level, we have Darren Schmize. Welcome to the Inner Circle, Darren. And uh, so thanks, guys, for supporting the show. Uh, our goal this year is to get to uh, 100 supporters on Patreon. Steve's and once goal. Once we do that, it's not our goal, I it's will Steve's goal. read off all of their names on this here podcast program. Just so you know, uh, crowdfunding, Patreon, stuff like this, it funds costs of the show. All the stuff back here. Whenever we do a project. The, the the structure back here, I should say. Right, right. The structure of this room. Whenever we do a project that requires funds, whenever we need to buy equipment, whenever we need to pay for travel, the, uh, the crowdfunding covers that. And Steve and I take a little bit of a... Uh, a salary out of it to cover our time producing this show. get our wives to shut up. That's very rude, Steve. Our wives are very kind and gracious. That's true. When it comes comes to our silly little thing we do here. the money helps grease that wheel. (laughs) The money puts diapers on babies, let's be honest. All right, so big thanks to all our supporters. Big thanks to all our sponsors. (laughs) Let's be honest, the money's, right now the money's keeping me from getting a, a weekend pizza delivery route. <laughs> weekend? I'm talking like weekday. <laughs> There's no pizza money on the weekdays. Uh, you want to tell us about the song? Oh, yeah. This week's song is sent by uh, Grant Stewart. Uh, let me pull this up here. He is in a band called uh, Slum Summer. The song is going to be called Trampoline. They're a local band to us. This song is called Trampoline. He says, I It's li- not going to be called Trampoline. It is called Trampoline. I'd like to submit a song by the band I play in, play bass in, for you to play at the end of one of your shows. I thought that it might be a special interest to you as I blended it. Excuse me. You okay, Steve? Yeah. I drank that water too fast. I blended in the 50 50 prototype that I won at the taping of episode 200. Uh, to add a bit of grit to the bass. We are a purely by accident, half British, half American band from San Diego, and we'll be launching our debut album, A-B-A-B-O, at the Tower Bar on January 18th, which was like a month ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. Uh, we recorded the album over the last 18 months using the following equipment. Uh, guitar and vocals are a Gibson SG, EHX Turnip Greens, Boss Feedbacker Booster, FB2, and a Marshall AVT-100. Uh, the one of the guitars is a Rickenbacker 620 Earthquaker Ghost Echo Full Tone OCD, Catalan Bread Wio. I've never known how to pronounce that one. Yeah, me either. It's the W I I O. That's actually I think one of Catalan Bread's the oldest pedals. Wio. That's what's called. And uh, Fender Hot Rod Deluxe. And uh, Grant, who again submitted the song, played a Fender Precision Bass through a DoD 280 optical compressor. Pelican Noise Works 5050 and an Ampeg PF500. 
Uh, you can go check them out at slumsummer.com. He says it's a delightfully retro website. So now I'm going to have to go check that out. Does it mean retro website as in like a, it's retro towards like the 50s or the 60s? Or is it a retro website as in it's like geosites? I hope it's geocities. Geocities. Oh, it's, it's been it a while. is geocities. Dude. <laughs> yes that's way oh, better than the, 50 60 it's got the matrix background that is fan freaking tastic again this song is called uh trampoline grant says keep up the good work and see you at number 300 we gotta plan that 300th episode party In a man year uh less 40 40 weeks for 40 ish 39 weeks because we gotta record it ahead of time right yeah 39 weeks something like that yep see you at the party later guys bye Quarter in a pinball machine Skid it almost straight into the gutter Woke up that much later feeling vital and clean Just a day like any other You wrote your phone number on a if anybody thought that that was cool But then I spent that whole summer dressing Like an old sea captain At the summer out of school And when I found The ground was inconceivably hard Like the first step of a trampoline Stop me There is nothing that can top this feeling We saw the city at its best Made invisible by mist Each speaking to ourselves in a stage whisper Reasons to exist I was kidding around with your kid sister But September smuggled in It's promise of October And the summer was over Before it could end And the time going by has left me older Or at least that's what we Step of the train